Shalom, I'm back again. Hespedim, uh, uh, I said over, summarized over from Rav Steinman's Hespedim had an effect on me. And I find it very hard not to send the Dvar Torah because it's important to keep the Kvius going. There's something very important about Hasmada, to continue what one is doing. And even if it's a short one, at least there'll be continuation. I'd like to uh, speak in Parshas Va'era on the dialogue that happened between Moshe and HaKadosh Bulchu. At one point in the Parsha, Moshe comes back to HaKadosh Bulchu and, say, and says, My master, what have, why have you done evil to, to these people? Hashem spoke back to Moshe and said, I am Hashem. I appeared to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Bekel, Shakai, and Shmi Hashem Lonodati Lahem. I didn't make one of my names with which I manage the world known to them. And that's a different topic to understand exactly what that means. There's different shameless which with which with which Akadish Bukhu runs the world. Al Kopanim Rashi explains over here that Moishe spoke harshly to Akadish Bukhu by saying, Why have you done evil to this nation? Rashi says over there. The kids, so what happens over here in the beginning of the Parsha? It begins with Hashem rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu for complaining about Hashem's treatment to the Jewish people and allowing the worsening of the slavery in Mitzrayim. Now, if you look carefully in the Midrash Rabbah, it explains over there, Midrash Rabbah Vav Gimel in Vaira, it explains that HaKadosh Burchu was kind of telling Moshe, oh, how much do I miss? The Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, Yankov, they had, they went through so, so much troubled times, despite the fact that I promised them so many things, they never complained like you're complaining now. That's what it seems to be saying. In my name, Kelishakai, which is one of his Akadish Bochu's name, and I didn't tell them the name I'm telling you now that I'm going to ruin the world, rule the world like that. And they never came and, and, and cried back to me, oh, why? they never complained. For example, the Midrash goes on to say, To Avram I say, Kumi talech ba'aretz go around Eretz Yisrael. And at the end of the day, he couldn't even find a place to bury his own wife, Sarah, unless he had to pay a lot of money. And he, he didn't cry to me and didn't complain. Same with Yitzchak, he goes on to say, one, one by one, Yitzchak and Yankiv and everything. But with Moshe, he does. So on this Midrash, the Darkei Muso, which is, was written by Rav Yaakov Neiman, we, we brought this book up in the past, he asks a big question. He goes, it's such an unfair comparison what, what the Midrash Shabbat is doing. How is it, according to the Midrash Shabbat, how can a Kaddish Buchu compare the complaining of Moshe to the lack of complaining of the Avos, of Avra Mitzvah Kviyankiv? They had a difficult life, and despite the fact that they had a difficult life, they did not complain about what they went through. But Moshe is a leader now. He's not complaining for himself. He's com- complaining from, for his fellow Jews. Of course he needs to complain. That's what a good leader does. Moshe was not complaining about his personal difficulties, rather about the great suffering of the Jewish people. Surely it is justified and even expected that a leader cry out like that on behalf of his people. And we see that Moshe did the same thing as well with the golden calf, with Chet HaEgel and requested from Hashem not to punish them so severely. Over there we didn't see anyone condemning the way Moshe Rabbeinu 
was acting, because it makes sense. That's how a leader acts. Mechadesh the Dalki Musa, a very, very Yesodi and important idea. And he says, if you look closely in the words, Hashem was not criticizing Moshe for crying, for crying out on behalf of the people. Rather, he was critical of the specific expression that Moshe used when he said, Why are you doing evil? Why are you doing bad to the people? Hashem was telling Moshe that the use of the word evil was inappropriate. And indeed incorrect, because even when Hashem sends the most difficult challenges, it is incorrect to call them evil. Everything Hashem does is for the good. You see this in the Yud Gimel Midois of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything is just good. He just wants, that's why He created life and He created us. Yeah, from this dark Musar we see that we have to redefine what good and bad is. Rabbi Shaul Rosenblatt discusses this vital point in his book. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Why Bad Things Don't Happen to Good People. You probably expected the book to be called Why Bad Things Happen to Good People, but on purpose he called it this way. As it suggests, this book addresses the age-old question of suffering and provides a Torah approach to this highly challenging issue. In any case, I in chapter 1 over there, and you'll see how he talks about it, but the main idea he points out is that what most people would consider as bad is not considered bad according to the Torah definition. The easiest way to define bad is by first defining what good, and he writes, and I quote this, I'm quoting to you from this book, good is something that enables you to become more godly, more closely to Hashem, like Hashem acts. And conversely, bad is something that makes you less a less godly person. Torah is good, mitzvahs, good deeds are good, and of course, HaKadosh Baruch God Himself is good. And conversely, moving away from Hashem, the source and root of all goodness, is bad. This is also expressed, I'm adding myself now, from Avoyesh Chaim Lutacho, in the most famous book, Mesilas Yeshalim. He writes that the only true perfection is attained through closeness to Hashem. As is quoted in David Amelach, he quotes, him, he quotes it there in the Sefer, Kirvas Elohim Litoiv. What's Toiv? When I get close to Hashem. For me, closeness to Hashem is good. With this understanding, we have a, a new view of any events that take place. For example, when someone breaks one's leg or something like that, so we automatically view it as bad. However, it all depends on the person that went through this ordeal. How does he deal with it? Did this act that happened to him in his life make him get closer to Hashem or not? If he uses the time, the extra time he has now to rethink the direction of his life and improve his emunah, bitachon, and toirah observance, and his ben adam lechaviro and his midot, etc., etc., then this incident is actually a very good one. In contrast, winning the lottery, even though it's generally viewed as good, it can easily cause a person to deteriorate his relationships and the way he acts to other people. And the fact that he has money and he doesn't use it for good things can be a tain on him, can be held against him. So it all depends how you use that. Of course, you can win the lottery and use it for good things. The outcome of this idea is extremely, extremely significant because it can change everything in our lives. It demonstrates that while a person cannot determine what happens to him, but he has the ability through through the free will, which that's Yiddishkeit is all based on that, to determine how he reacts to the events. And usually I'm not up to date in the current events, but I'm sure you guys knew, and a lot before me, 
that uh, recently we experienced a very happy moment with the sudden release of uh, Reb Sholom Moldechai Lubashkin from prison. And everyone was happy. I understand people were dancing all over the streets. Big Kiddush Hashem. Some, some hold that maybe it was a Chil Hashem, how we got there. I'm not getting into that right now. <laughs> but what I do want to say is, how do we view the more than eight years in which he was prisoned? He was in prison. So it must have been an extremely difficult period for him and his family. And it's a very painful situation for all of us to know that a Yid is, is in jail for so long. However, we know specifically in this case how much he had grown from being in, in jail and he, had, he grew in his bitachol and he used it in the right way. It surely got him close to Kodesh Bulchu. This was expressed upon his release. When the staff advised him to speak to professional help like they do to anyone who is going out of jail and readapting to society. But, he, but all he did was smile and reply, that's for someone who's been in prison and gets out. I was never there in the first place. Likewise, we also saw that a lot of the tefillahs undertook because of this act. So surely this act, not only on himself, but also had a ripple effect on, on many in the Jewish people. So and from the Torah's perspective, it is something that we should be viewing as good. Yeratzon that will all merit to use all the events that Hashem sends us for the good. Good Shabbos.